Hi, and welcome to the Art of the Profitable Lifestyle Gym podcast. I'm Chris Thorndike, a 14-year practicing brick-and-mortar gym owner. In this podcast, we'll talk you through how to grow your gym membership base with long-term members, how to create a consistent flow of leads, and how to enjoy running a gym that gives you the income you need to live the lifestyle you want. I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month take home and make $5,000 a month in gym profit. Good morning, guys. What's up, Andrea? Morning. Morning. Uh, today, guys, we're, we are here, first off, ready to roll here. We had an uh, awesome uh, training last week where we invited uh, 10 people on. Um, and something came up that, Andrea, I think I kind of missed too, where we've been doing uh, this process for so long that I kind of forget, no one really knows what qualifying is. And you might be wondering or, or saying to yourself, hey, I do qualify, um, but maybe you haven't done it in a way that um, saves you meeting with the wrong people. Maybe uh, you'd like more buyers or people ready to buy from you, and you feel like you have a lot of work to do to get someone convinced or confident that you're right. This is going to be really helpful for you, uh, this discussion through qualifying. So there's, Andrea, a lot of moving parts to this, I guess you could say, to really get everybody on the same page. But we'll kind of you know, kick this off with an understanding of you know, what qualifying is, and then we'll just kind of help you guys see uh, I think one of the biggest opportunities for retention as well as, um, you know, enrolling the right people. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's just dive in. Um, so what is qualifying? I think that, I think we could probably start there with what is it? When do you do it? What are you looking for? I mean, that's three questions right there, but yeah. When did you start qualifying and what is it? I would say this is relatively a recent um, process for us and, and probably formed out of frustration like a lot of people have. Um, it's kind of funny, before this call, I was getting a call telling Andrea how many times this company has confirmed my appointment. Essentially, they're qualifying me um, to show up for this call that we have. They don't want to waste their time. And... So it's a real thing, not just exclusive to the gym industry, to everything. I mean, my dentist does this, um, you know, and so the point that I'm trying to make is qualifying is about getting people um, into the enrollment mindset and readiness. Um, and I would say there's several steps of taking someone who is, say, unqualified, meaning we don't know anything about them, to the state of we know a lot about them. They align with who we love to work with and that they understand the time, the effort, and the money to work with us. And that would be qualified. And those are the people who we want to have a conversation with and walk through the program and really, you know, take it to the next level of, of membership. So, yeah. so um, but don't people do that? Like when they meet for an enrollment appointment, isn't that where you're supposed to qualify? Well, supposed to is a strong word. <laughs> um, you can do this anywhere. We found it best, right? We're seeing considerable 
uh, benefits in moving, we'll say the qualifying, I told you this earlier, where a lot of people will qualify in the enrollment appointment. And we feel that that's too late. You're already off track. It's, uh, uh, you're going to be in a position where you could meet with someone that within the first 10 minutes, you're like, ah, oh, this is not the right person. Yeah. They're not saying the right things that my ideal clients say. They don't even have the characteristics. Maybe they don't have the mindset or readiness. Um, maybe they're so deconditioned. They don't even, um, it's not even someone you can help. So you have enough of those appointments that show up like that. You get frustrated and you say, hey, I wish I could have seen this before. Yeah. Or you have enough no-shows where you get excited. You're like, you block off your, your schedule. Maybe you have a few of these a week and they don't show. And you've blocked off or you've um, you know, put off a, uh, admin that you could be working on your business. Maybe even you told your family, Hey, I've got an appointment and you canceled plans. Like you do that enough. And all of a sudden this starts to be a bigger problem. Um, and the solution of meeting with someone and doing qualifying last minute sight unseen or not having a relationship with this person before they come in. Uh, and that's where you're going to find the need for uh, developing a whole qualifying system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like having, like, it is like, what can I do before I actually even like meet with someone to like, at least ask some questions that I'm getting that will guarantee or increase the probability that I'm getting someone that is actually my ideal client, uh, is the type of client that is not only going to enroll, but stay long-term. Um, and so if you do that in the enrollment appointment, like, yes, you could find that stuff out there, but why would you, why would you not want to ask some of those questions beforehand? Um, because I think the biggest thing that like, that isn't really, um, that we're not really like seeing is like, your time as the owner of the business is the business's most valuable resource. Like your time really needs to be precise and effective. Like you want to spend all of your time being very effective and productive with the work that you're doing on your business. And so if you're constantly, you know, scheduling these appointments and, and getting no-shows or showing up and, and seeing like, this is not, the client that I even want to enroll, you want to ask yourself, what can I do before like meeting with someone that is going to really set me up to one, use my time really effectively and two, ensure that more people that actually show up to the enrollment appointment are a good fit for my program. So what does that look like? Um, is it because right now let's kind of just even look at the the, the process, the process is someone opts in through email, they either schedule a, um, intro or they, um, come in for a free class. And so there's no real, real conversation unless it's like we're enrolling. Um, so that's kind of what's happening for you. What does that process look like? And where in that, in those early stages, do you qualify? The I would say before we even get into the steps, and if we get into the steps, 
we we've skipped a major step of starting or setup. Um, so what I mean by that is it, we have to recognize what does a good relationship look like? What is a ideal conversation or, or uh, prospect look like? And I think that's where so many people jump in and, and say, hey, you know, this question came up, how do I qualify? Well, I would say that's the wrong question to ask first for you guys out there to just tell me what to do. We got to start saying, hey, this is actually a bigger problem. It's who do you want to work with? And also the other thing is what do the prospects want to know? And if we don't acknowledge that, we could just bring our narrative, our interest, and in, in it's kind of a one-way conversation or, or selfish, and we have to recognize that this person's buying from us. So I think that's from a mindset standpoint, guys, you got to put yourself in their shoes, but you, you can't uh, forget that you have a need in this and a want of a certain type of person. And that's where this becomes such a powerful piece of retention, like we've mentioned in previous, you know, um, trainings is that this conversation is so valuable to have. So the first thing, Andrea, I'd say is understanding what pro most prospects want. And you guys know this, they, they want to know, can I afford it? They want to know, how is it, how does it work? And will it work for me? Right. So, so we have to recognize that those are some questions at every prospect coming in. So if you don't address that, well, you're going to have someone who's uninformed show up at your door. And those are some essential questions that you'd want to meet with someone who knew so that you guys are at least on the same page. From our standpoint, the things that I care about is that I understand their goal. I know what they want. It's something I can help with. Because if it's not something I can help with, I don't want to meet you know, or I'd rather refer them. What's something you can't help with? Uh, if someone is uh, severely injured, maybe just post some kind of surgery, they're too eager to get started back to something they've, you know, once done or uh, just eager, uninformed that there's a process to come back at a certain rate. Um, people that are severely deconditioned or obese, uh, I've seen, uh, group training, not ideal for them. Uh, people that do have very specific wants and customization. Um, so they're out there. Um, even the style of training, people could be particular about, I want to do this or that. And they have a little bit more of a want, but that if that's not the format and level of personalization you can provide, then you're setting yourself up for a client that's going to have a lot of issues with what you're offering and how you're offering it. So yeah, those things are real. And if you invite those people in or they come in with no understanding of how you've set up the program and the class and the format, that's usually where I start seeing people say, Hey, I've had people pay. And then they come to one class and they don't show up and they cancel their credit card. Like those are all red flags that could have been flushed out through the qualifying system. So just note those two pieces come first. You have to, you know, focus on the needs of the buyer, the needs of uh, you. Um, then, you know, getting into more of the process, like you mentioned, how does, how does it actually work? 
Well, <clears throat> what I like to do is provide a little bit of information of what makes us different immediately. So if you opt in, you're getting information from us. I just feel like that's serving the prospect at the right time. They're eager, they're hungry for information. Give it to them. And is this um, like via email? Like how do they get the information? Yeah, we do both email and text. You know, it's too um, much of an information world where we, we can't, in my opinion, choose the platform or the, the medium that they prefer. So just do both is my opinion. Um, so from there, we got to start the relationship. We got we to be human, in my opinion. So if we're not having a conversation at this level, then it, it makes me nervous because if we're going to develop this person several times a week in person, um, have to get into some of the behaviors and the habits that are off track, we got to communicate. And, and that's not going away when they become a client. So if they can't do that up front, then that's already a characteristic of someone who's likely not going to do well in my program. So if they don't engage, then in my mind, they're not ready or they're not a good fit. But when they do, that's a critical sign in the qualifying process that this person's strongly interested, they're motivated, and that's a good characteristic of someone who does well in our program. Yeah. I also want to add that there might be people who, you know, like are listening and are like, Chris, I've done that. Like I have a texting script and I have an email, um, like sequence, like we do that. And while like, yes, you're, you're, you're on the right track and like doing those things. I think it is important to understand that, like sending someone a bunch of like, Hey, I saw you, uh, opt in. When do you want to come in for your no sweat intro? sending a series of those types of texts is not qualifying. <laughs> That's just you following up with someone, but it's not really starting a conversation. And so I think it's really important to say that like, when you start texting this person, you are creating, at least what we do and what we teach our clients is you're creating a texting experience. You're sending graphics, you're sending pictures, you're sending like, yes, texts, but it's not just a, like, I'm going to follow up because you showed interest. It's, I'm going to walk you through what our program is, how we're unique, who I am through a texting sequence um, with the objective is for you to opt in. And when you do that, um, you see a difference in people and their level of like response and engagement because you're meeting them where they're at. You're meeting someone who's like kind of interested, but actually doesn't really even know yet. So you're giving them the, the intro that they need to know they're texting a person. You're giving them, you know, the graphics and the text that they need to like understand your program. And that creates an engagement. And from there, you actually start the qualifying conversation. So I think that that's really important to say because, um, I, I know that there are people that send texts, but I also know that those texts are like, hey, saw you opted in, we're starting soon. Oh, we just started, uh, do you want me to like squeeze you in? Like, And that's not, th those are just follow-up messages. Those are not like messaging to convert and engage someone, so. Yeah, that's a good point. And <clears throat> I'll add this one piece where the, I think that the clear difference for me in this, and maybe this is helpful for you guys out there where those, sequences, those automations, yes, they are similar, 
However, they miss a critical piece. And I think that piece is one, removing the relationship building process and identifying who's the right fit is more in line with you just having steps and automation. And you're actually trying to usher someone through to the next phase of the buying process without recognizing, is this the right person? So we slow this down so that we can go faster later. And in the reality is if you speed through this, you often have all these issues down the road with onboarding, with buyer's remorse or retention or not a good fit for coaches. Uh, so there's, there's all these things that we recognize are the root cause of this you know, point in the conversation. So that messaging, that human interaction is what Andrea is talking about. And this is why people recognize that if you want better group uh, coaching clients, well, you have to get to know them at the point of contact. You can't wait till the point of sale. So, yeah. All right. I forget where we were at. <laughs> so we're, we're okay. Uh, we we so. identified like, um, you know, what you, what, where your client and prospect is in or is at what you need to do to um, like even look for who, like identify who you're looking for. Then we touched a little bit about like the processes they opt in and, you know, they get an email and text. We talked about like the texting experience versus just text follow-up messages. And so now let's let's talk through like, what is that texting experience look like? What are you looking for when you're qualifying a prospect? Um, yeah. Yeah, so once we have someone who's excited to, <clears throat> excuse me, to have a conversation, okay? We, we mentioned earlier that they're, they're motivated, they're excited, we look for that, that's good. Um, how they respond, is where we go next. So it's important that you ask the right questions. That was what you were talking about before is if, if you don't phrase things a certain way, if, you know, we looked at thousands of text messages guys over the course of last year, and we looked deep inside of how do we phrase this? Where do we uh, add emojis or uppercase or lowercase? Because this was the feel, the vibe of the conversation all matters to, you know, is this person friendly? Is this person listening? Is this person uh, hearing me? <clears throat> so if you don't factor that in, you could be losing people just based on the words you say, based on um, you feeling like a robot or truly feel like an automation versus a human. So I think that piece of it is saying, okay, I look for the goals. I look for the challenges they have with reaching those goals. And I look for past experience and what they've done or what they've recently, um, you know, tried. And those things are going to tell me what they want, why they're having a hard time getting there and, and um, their interest in finding a different program or, or needing more help. And then where their experience level is, what level of conditioning and strength training have they had in the past so that I can start to paint this picture of the quality of the um, person that I'm getting when compared to who my ideal client is, who the standard is that we have for getting into our group program. Because it isn't for everyone that, you know, we talked about this before, like, 
you can't work with everyone in group. You know, you're not individualized enough to cater to everyone's needs. And you do have a variety of different experience and training levels. So you have to protect that. And, and that's why these are designed. But the last part of this, Andre, is when we actually listen and we learn what, what they're saying, I think we can help them better. So any fear or concern of like, all right, I can help everybody, but should you? So you mentioned who I don't look for or who's not a good fit. I could refer them out and they are thankful. They are grateful. And I still feel satisfied with helping them, but it saves me in the long run of going further in the qualifying or even meeting with them or onboarding them. Um, so we're talking about valuable time here saved by asking just a few questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that those questions, um, so there's an art and a, like a skill to like qualifying because it really is about just getting super curious about the person that you're talking next to or to. Um, and I think that that is sometimes lost when you are qualifying your prospects because you have so much pressure in your head about like, mm -hmm. I need to say the right thing. Um, oh gosh, they're asking for the price. That means they're not going to buy. Uh, now what, what do I say now? They just told me this. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and so you get really in your head about what to say, how to respond. And you really lose sight of the person that you're, you're talking to a human being. And really what you want to do is just get like very curious about like, Hey, like I, I see you're, you're having this, these issues with health and fitness and you want, you know, to, to fix these. Can I help you? Where are you at? Oh, like what? That's your goal. Oh, why haven't you been able to do that? Oh, because of this. Oh, cool. I do that too. Yes. I can relate. Like talk to them like a human. <laughs> it's kind of the skill set that you want to learn, especially if you're already using a, a medium that is like texting that just creates a little bit more separation, right? Which is where your clients want to meet you at. We are kind of in this social bubble where like distance feels a little comfortable. Um, and you might not get as many people who are ready to talk to you face-to-face -face or in person. And that's just kind of like where we're at as a society. Um, you know, like we can't really change all of that, but what we can change is if this is where you're most comfortable meeting, how do I still be a human in this medium? And if you're like, no, I don't like that. I want to like be face to face with people, then you're not willing to like get the skill set or do what you need to do to serve your client best. And that kind of is not the right angle to look at it. It kind of seems a little selfish. Like it's not about you. It's not about what you want. It's about the client. It's about the client who wants to like learn this information and the prospect that wants to like solve their problem. So how do you as a business owner show up in a medium to best serve them? Yeah. We live in an age where people are accessing information faster than ever. And you're actually disrupting that natural flow of learning. So you could be doing a disservice or you could be looked at as less valuable or even like rude. If you push this conversation off to an appointment, because a lot of people hear an appointment or, a, or come in as a sales appointment. And if they're not ready because you are a stranger and they don't trust you, yeah, you could be sabotaging 
all of your enrollments simply because you're not listening to how they want to communicate or what information they want to know before making a buying decision. So that pressure, I think, is such a big piece of, of this is saying, this is not a buying step. This is a learning step for both of you. Yeah. And it's super important to just like slow down so that later when they show up to an enrollment appointment, you know, okay, this person is, is qualified. Um, and so I think something that we forgot to mention that I want to add in is that in for your lead generation system and marketing system, you don't even give people the option to like book their own call. Like the calendar is not even something that someone can like self book. You only get to book after you talk to me. Um, and that's really purposeful. Um, and I don't think people do do it that way because they, they want to see booked calls. I think that like, oh yeah, like when people, um, you know, schedule no sweat intro intros, that's a win. Um, but you would say, no, it's skipping a step. So when did you remove that calendar and when did you make that decision? Cause I, I think that's very different than what people are used to. Probably over the last two years. And what I, as you guys know, we work with hundreds of people over the, the last 10 years. And what is really important to recognize is we have a lot of data. So what I started noticing was the no-show rates. And even though the process was buttoned up, even though the automations, we started looking at, well, honestly, if we just met with better people or we could separate those just casually interested from those serious, we would be able to cut down on a significant amount of time. It was like, it was like 10 hours a month. Like imagine what we could do with, a night off with family, or you could go like have a hobby. And and so that's where it all started was we don't need to do all this. And if we just improve the process, it wouldn't, it would actually increase sales and it would cut down the the time. So it was kind of like the equivalent of like busy work. You know, you felt like you were doing something. it, It had this energy, like momentum. And then it was this big drop off of letdown. So it, it was kind of born out of like, I don't want to do this anymore. And we can't forget that we still have to make sales. So let's just find the people that are ready to buy. Yeah. So in doing that, we said, hey, we would rather give up 15 minutes on the front of a conversation than to waste an hour in an enrollment appointment. So it, it made sense completely to start looking at it. If I just talked to four people and qualified them and I could get say two people that were ready to buy in an appointment, it's way better than meeting with four and wasting those additional two hours. Yes. So it, it, it became one part like lifestyle and, um, you know, cutting the fat that wasn't necessary. It was just an old broken model, you know, and, and it was ready for improvement. Yeah, that makes sense. Just even looking at it that way. Um, and, and then, you know, every single person on my calendar is going to be a high quality, like prospect, a high quality conversation, and they're most likely going to enroll. Like they're kind of ready to take that next step. Um, I, I forgot to mention, uh, just, I know you like to share the numbers. Uh, I, I would say that on average, we'd see 50 to 60% attendance rates to now in the 90% tile. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> Very rare that someone doesn't show up. And if they don't show up, 
their messaging why they're not showing up and rescheduling because they know you're a person and they had a conversation with you and they built that that right yep um so yeah i think that those those conversations are just going to be more high quality i think sometimes like we get so and i think this is like kind of the more philosophy of like more because more sales more upfront sales more high ticket more like just more and and people will be like i have like eight booked calls this week or like you know look at my calendar from like 8 a.m to 9 p.m like all of these calls and they kind of like say that as like what a what a huge win but and and that can be right because you have more opportunities to sell people and roll people into your into your program but also you could do it that way why wouldn't you want like two to four high quality conversations a week that could also like you're you're still going to enroll those like three to four people you know uh a week but you're not having to like sift through all of these calls with all of these people that are probably not qualified to even be there yet and so when you're thinking about like both of those get your results again you can decide like how you want to get your results um or you can decide like uh like both of them get your results. You have to decide how you want to get the results, right? Do you want to do a lot of things? Do you want to just do more or do you want to get really precise and do like build a system that allows you to like do less, but it's just higher quality. Right. Yeah. It's similar to, you know, a coach that coaches a lot of hours, they eventually get burned out or, you know, feeling of overworked it's the same thing. If you run this process of high volume sales appointments, you're going to start to feel a similar feeling of, you know, showing up for people that say, let you down or promise you that they'll be there and they don't. And we looked for more, you know, confidence. And I think that's, that's a fair thing to do when you're a business owner looking to innovate and improve, your whole goal is to optimize. So maybe this is an arena that, yeah, it makes you feel good when you meet with people, but deep down, if you really calculated all the people that either no show or aren't a good fit and don't move forward, well, the next level of business growth for you is, is really working on meeting with less people and more of the right people. Yeah, I think a good rule of thumb that maybe you subconsciously implement into all your business decisions is can I do this like long-term? Can I do this forever? If I can't have 10 calls, four calls, like, you know, a day, then I don't want to do it. Like I want a system that is sustainable and I can run forever, even in all seasons of my life when I, you know, need more time for my family, personal time for me. Um, and it's just like, again, how you build the system will get you the, the best results because it's you're doing it in a way that actually feels good for you, aligns with your lifestyle, your income, as opposed to just like doing something to get a result. Like you can do anything to get a result. It's how do you want to do it? Um, cool. And I guess kind of the last thing is um, what... So what happens? Like you, you take them through that process. You ask them the questions. They qualify. You book them to the appointment. Great. 
what happens if they don't qualify? Like, how do you navigate? Like, oh, you're not really a good fit for me. Yeah. A um, couple things happen. Um, if you're if you're having those thoughts, that's a good place to be. It means that you have identified who you uh, work best with and who you don't. So that's a small victory. Uh, now you can divide the group um, and thin it out. So in my case, like I'm only looking for group coaching clients. So anyone that isn't fit for that uh, style of training and has the um, need for that is out. Um, in addition to that, like I mentioned before, 2D condition, severely injured or, or something like that, like those things just have been proven not to. That's more of the physical side. Well, then there's also some tells uh, from their bandwidth. Some people are so busy with work or kids or projects or where they're at in their life. It's a commitment issue that I'll find of, do I see them fulfilling the program expectations in terms of time and frequency I need them to train each week? Those are tells. And uh, there are other situations where, uh, you know, this, this seems to be a larger one. I, I don't find it, you know, um, completely the number one issue, but people have concerns about money um, and budgeting and, and investing more than what they've spent or finding something that I'd say is as structured. So um, when you start having these conversations, you know, and asking questions, people will share what I'd call like superficial answers. Hey, I want to lose weight or, Hey, I want to gain strength. If you don't dig deeper, you're never really going to find what to really compare against. This is, this is the exact problem I solve, or these are the characteristics and qualities of someone who knows exactly what they want to fix or the outcome they want. And if you don't push and challenge them to understand that, and they don't vocalize, a lot of people um, are just going to stay in that excited, hey, this is the one thing that I haven't tried that could, but they're not really on how much work and time and energy it's going to take to get to that outcome. And that's usually when we start noticing the clients that do make it through or they slip through and you, you didn't qualify them. Uh, those are the ones that are going to quit on you. Those are the ones that are not going to be, uh, you know, making it easy for your coaches. So yeah, the, the quality, the qualities in the prospect should start to look like um, your best clients that have been with you. They should start with the right mindset uh, in terms of they, they know this is going to be hard or, or challenging for them and new. They know that it's going to require, you know, at least three to five hours a week to, to train with you. They know that um, if they don't have it built into their schedule, that they're going to be protecting that like a, in a, a meeting or an appointment. So you're educating them. At the same time, you're bringing them to awareness of this is what it's going to take to reach your goal. Are you ready? Are you willing? And if you are, that's the first sign I think of someone who's committed. Yeah. And that's super important if you are trying to enroll high quality people. And so it might 
you know, scare off people. And some people are like, oh, never mind. That's not what I want. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with your program isn't for everyone. It's for the right type of clients. And so them leaving doesn't mean that you're a failure. If anything, it's like, yeah, you, you did the right thing. Like you only enroll your people. Yeah. And here I'll say one more thing on that. Cause that, I think that's a good point where I've had conversations with people where they're like, Oh, my schedule, like you are absolutely what I want to do. Like why? <laughs> and like this, like outburst of just letdown. And, um, the, the only other, you know, thing that I can do in that case where I can't change my schedule around, I'm certainly not going to open up classes for a single person. That's so that's a whole it, other conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's refer them and then also build the bridge back. So what I say is, you know, if your schedule changes and, or that, you know, referrals unable to help you get the results you want, come talk to me, come back to me. Um, if things don't go to plan and they're grateful they're they have direction now that we didn't hit them with a stop sign or a stiff arm and say, no, we're, you know, it's not going to work. And now they're, they feel helpless or lost still. And cause remember these people are excited and that's often what I think they're to their detriment sometimes is they'll put so much hope in you. And if you usher them through to the sale, they have built up in their mind what you are to them and what they hope it will be because they're so focused on the end result. But if you don't educate them, they can come in with false expectations. And then that's again, where we start seeing dropout or that's where we start seeing people frustrated um, or expecting to pay nothing or little to nothing. So it's our job, I think, to bring service to sales. And that also means we have to you know, truly hold people by the hand to, to educate them on how to buy fitness. So yeah. that, that includes directing them to the right thing when, when you're not it. In my yeah. opinion. And that is like a skill set that I think, well, one, it, like nobody really teaches us or think like, um, even knows that that's something that needs to be put in place prior to meeting with clients, um, or with, with enrollment appointments. So that's what we teach our clients is like, how do you feel confident um, in uh, qualifying your prospects? Like, how do you get good at asking them the right questions? Like we give them a, a template and a script to like, you know, kind of kick off the conversation. But what makes those conversations more rich is like them developing the skill set of, Oh, like, what do I, how do I follow up? What do I ask? Like how, what are they really saying? Like, what are the things I, I really want to pull out of them? That skill set is going to allow you to have those conversations and then um, book people into your enrollment appointments that are pretty much ready to buy. And so, um, yeah, that's just like a skill set that can be learned over time, but it does take, you know, removing yourself from this like very, owner centric mindset of like, uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't know to, um, really just showing up to serve your client and ask them the questions that you need to be able to best serve them. So if you are hearing this and you, it's the first time you've heard like that qualifying is, you know, something that you need to do, and you would like to learn more about how to implement this system into your gym, we want to invite you to apply to our 12 week marketing and business coaching program. It is for brick and uh, brick and mortar gym owners who want to run a simple, lean and profitable gym. So we show you 
how to like run strategies that allow you to do um, less, but still get the same outcome, right? So if you're like looking at your gym and feeling like, gosh, this is just very complicated to run. And I'm, you know, here are the, the results that I'm creating. Is there another way to get the same results and more by doing something more simple? So if you're kind of in, in that um, stage where you're like, I want to just simplify my business. I want to be lean to operate and I want to be really profitable and pay myself a professional salary. Um, this is the program for you. This is exactly what we show our clients. So just head over to www.factoryforge.com slash call and book a 15 minute call to learn more about the process. Cool. Thanks guys. Thank you. If you're ready to start growing your membership base with long-term clients and building a gym that gives you income and lifestyle, then I want to invite you to apply to my program where I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month, take home, and make $5,000 a month in gym profit without spending all of your time working by implementing our proven process, the Lifestyle Gym Model. Head to factoryforge.com forward slash apply to apply to work with us.